On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we're going to have a sports conversation. Are you ready? Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net, or as always, in the Facebook group, Instagram, YouTube, at Carolina Sports Talk. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, look at us recording week after week, back to back, like... Like we actually got a show, man. As always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ High Star in the building, Patriot Patty Studios, Charlotte, North Carolina. What's good, my dog? What's happening? What's happening, uh, Carolina Sports Talk Nation? How's everybody doing today? I'm assuming they're saying they're doing pretty good. Indeed. (laughs) How you been, man? What you been up to since we recorded last week? In the week that we're recording right back after us. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put that together. You put that together. Um, got to see some good college football. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, a lot of cooking out, man. Okay, a lot of cooking out. So shout out to everybody that was celebrating uh, Labor Day. For all those who have labored. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> Nah, man, nah, because we're going to have a sports conversation, so exactly, we won't exactly. get too much into, you know, everything else. But but everything is all white. Mm. I mean, all right, all right. Ah, all right, I see right. what okay, you okay, did okay. there. We can get, right. <laughs> <laughs> get, a, get a sound effect. No, yeah, uh, look at him, look at him, panicking. Exactly, man. not even. I'm right here, because you know why? Nah, that ain't no That's why, right there, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Where's the bank? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I got you. There we go. <laughs> Shout out to Patriot Patty. Shout out to Patriot Patty. We yeah. in Patriot Patty Studios. Yeah, Holla sure. at the people. Yeah. My dog. Already. Yeah. So as you uh, so Freudishly slipped and gave out, I was rocking at the all-white party. Shout out to the KA chapter of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Dog, we had a good time out there, man. Um, it's a nice little vibe. Little bop, little... Diddy, if you would. First time, dog, you know, I sat and thought about it. Uh, you know, I'm not a club or a party type person. And it's literally, that was the first party I have been to since 2009, bro. So. Um, what? Yeah. Because I don't, like, brunches don't count to me. Um, but, like, to say I'm going to a party that's at night, like, in an event space and all that, like, that's the first time I've been to a party since 2009. I'm just not a people person like that anymore, man. I just be to the crib chilling or in like the little small number of people. But there was like a bunch of people in this whole like convention center. I was like, oh, this is a, okay. I'm at a party. That, you find you what? excluding clubs and lounges? Like, weren't we just at a lot? A bar don't count. Okay, I'm I'm just asking. I'm just asking what we're so including for me to, and excluding. Huh? So for me to say it's a party. <laughs> So you say that's a party If you go to like a, a club Or not a club Like a bar And there's a DJ out there That's a, that's a club to you? No I'm just trying to 
find out what you mean by a party. Like you buy a ticket to go to an event and like a party and dancing and like party, bro. I'm just saying party could be ambiguous. There's house parties, there's kickbacks. Those are parties. Kickbacks don't count. As well. I'm just, that's why I'm asking. Okay. So official like get dressed and go to a party party. In a club or in an event space. Exactly. Yeah. Nah, since 2009. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> like, were you think about it? Because even anywhere that we've been, like, even with uh, like when, the festivals and any, like, listen to me. Listen, go ahead. When we were <laughs> with our Neo Travis for his reception thing at a bar, were you not with me there? I came out there. Wasn't that a party? No, that was a. It was a bar. It was a celebration for this man's wedding. A and bar crawl, and I went to one stop of the crawl. That's a bar it's crawl. Still, That's not a party. It felt like a party because we was there for. I mean, while. everywhere we are is gonna feel like a party. Uh, but uh, yeah, we go. All right, audience, y'all see where we going with it. No, but that's a bar. That doesn't count as a party either. It's literally a bar crawl, and I came out to support my dog, show some love, and. Slid because I knew I wasn't fitting to be in a bunch of people's face. Sports conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I'm talking about uh, bar crawls. <laughs> When's the last time that you've been to Five Point? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It did what it had to do. It, it, it landed where it needed to have been. But not, not gladly, uh, not. Anytime soon after what just happened here up in North Carolina over the weekend, man. I know Five Points is normally known for its jubilation after wins, but after what the state of North Carolina did to South Carolina as a whole, there's probably not a whole lot going on down there. And if those of you who may have missed it, over the weekend, college football's top took on some of the other teams in North Carolina, namely with the Duke's Mayo Bowl here in Charlotte, North Carolina at Bank of America Stadium, University of North Carolina taking on the University of South Carolina. Also, just around the corner in Charlotte, the University of North Carolina at Charlotte took on South Carolina State University, the Bulldogs reeling off of an opening week loss to Jackson State University. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but... Uh, lastly, there was also Clemson University that rounded out the weekend, taking on uh, Duke. Duke University up Tobacco Row. Ironic, because mm-hmm. Duke's Mayo Bowl, but uh-huh, go ahead. Uh-huh. Go See ahead. another little layer there? Yeah. Get it? Mayo layers. Yeah, we're working. We're, we're right. working. Well, let's go back down to five point then in Columbia. But there was also Columbia, South Carolina, the one actual matchup of the four took place in Columbia was Benedict University, Benedict College. See, I'm trying to elevate them already. Benedict College taking on Shaw University out of Riley. The one team that actually won representing South Carolina out of those four, Benedict College. Blanking Shaw University 52 to nothing. But Clemson fell to Duke. Can't gloss over the, uh, the first game real quick. First of all, if I may. Go for it. Because this is just a sports conversation. Now, um... <laughs> It seems like after the Mayo Bowl mm-hmm. that, like, the schedule makers or something said, like, you know, in this region, we could have a battle of the Carolinas that right. same weekend mm-hmm. or whatever like mm-hmm. that. Because it's, it was seamless to have the UNCC game in South Carolina State. That was kind of, that worked, especially with them being in Charlotte. And then you think about Clemson, and it's like when they're making a schedule, if UNC is playing, 
you know the the namesake of our state mm-hmm. or, or South Car- of South Carolina, right. then it's like it, it just play their rival. You know exactly. What I'm saying? Exactly. So rivals uh, playing rivals out here. And then the Benedict game just kind of fell right there in the place as well. Mm-hmm. And I said I don't want to gloss over that. This is a great performance by Benedict. That was the football game that I did go to and attend. But cue up the round of applause for yourself, Big Cliff, all right? And my man, Big Cliff, was in there. Big, big night and... Not night and day, but, you know, a big change, big leap from last year's first game. (laughs) (laughs) I was... And I had the opportunity to actually be in the executive suite. Uh Uh-huh. With the president. Uh, Right. So, shout out to our uh, pro fight, Rico. And uh, so, the... the, um, I... I would, uh, I could guess that the tone there was a lot different last year had I been. Had you been in the midst, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny, my, uh, my, my SID and I talked about it and he was just like, oh, we knew exactly what was wrong. He uh, took a level of accountability saying that there were things that he didn't prep me for. I myself didn't fully understand what their expectations were. Um, we knew that there was a match with regards to the talent and what they needed and wanted, but there were some things that didn't have the, the alignment. And I, I we took accountability over the air for our parts. But then, like I said, since then, he has as well for theirs. But um, week two and beyond, it, that, that's that's my house now. Right. And, again, the way that the energy, the confidence, even when I was walking up, because I was late, of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was the first game. But, but um, oh, go ahead. like, just the confidence that I could hear. Yeah, no, it's, it's apropos. It's, it's appropriate. <laughs> Um, that I heard through like the um, you know what I mean through the PA or whatever while I, while I was walking up I was like okay that, that joint yeah it sounds like a seasoned uh, you know vet if you will for lack of better terms you know it sound you know like a person that has some experience at the situation and mm. and then because I, I I give you a mess about it all the time with the you know just seeing you know whatever you might see the my case, my phone case, it's the Otterbox 1500. <laughs> and then it's like, I could hear that, but also still hear Big Cliff, you know what I'm saying, in the mix. So, yeah, definitely kudos, man. Great job. And my thank dog. you again to Rico because he, he rolled out the purple and gold carpet for me. Shout out to it me. wasn't for the Bendik Tigers. It was it was for the, you know what I mean? But he rolled out the purple and gold carpet for your boy. So Now, while, while we've thrown around all these flowers, man, i got to give you a shout out as well. Uh, For the mix that you provided All the music that you guys hear all season long In Benedict Stadium Tiger Stadium will be coming Courtesy of DJ Highstar So uh, you you got some good early reviews From from the mix Let's talk for Well I appreciate that Appreciate that For sure Um, And that was the first time That you've told me that about As far as any reviews So I'll ask you about that Off off, uh, (laughs) off mic (laughs) But um, let's talk football a little bit with them Last year, they had a two running back committee or two quarterback committee. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Both of them are gone. Both of them are gone. They gotcha. have have a redshirt sophomore or junior, if I'm not mistaken, transferring. Uh, had a chance to see sit behind us guys and learn. And he's taking full reins of the offense. Man, they look good, dog. Benedict. I was yeah. I saw. Uh, and then there were <laughs> like defensively, it absolutely sets the tone for that team. You can tell coaches' handprints and fingerprints are all over it. Pause. Like. 
they represent who he is. And, and even last year when we had the chance to interview him and talk to him, in that game that we saw and interviewed him, we were talking about how at the fourth quarter they were up by big and he was still coaching into the fourth quarter, like late. Yeah. Then this week, opening week, they're up 52 nothing, and it's maybe maybe seconds left, and one of his defensive linemen got a false start penalty, mm-hmm. and he's pulling him out and coaching him with seconds left in a victory. Listen, I love to see. Like that's still an opportunity. Oh, man, and like you said, the, the, the offense looks good. I was surprised to not see more of Duhart, the running back, the power back. Okay. Number 21. Um I, I like his style. I don't know if he may have been injured or hurt a little bit. I definitely want to kind of pay pay attention to what he's able to do next week. But even the young cast that they had and got some burn this opportunity this week, Benedict looks good. And I and yeah. see them being able to grow into even more throughout the season. So before like we kind of remain current, there was some things that we didn't end up talking about okay. last week's show. And one in particular was South Carolina State. Mm. Game we did Atlanta. not right. We mentioned it, but we didn't get to get into it. Yeah, um, it's not a lot to get into. <laughs> but any, I mean, to your takeaways from the game because JSU again. Let's try to put ourselves in that in that last week mm-hmm. for this purpose. But JSU, what statement or what message did you take away from their win or their victory against State? That it absolutely was an ill taste in their mouth. And I'm not even gonna pause it. Um, that they ingrown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they they didn't like that, and so that can, yeah. no matter who transferred out, those who were still there, the program itself said nah. And then I think that has to do with the coach because the coach that's there now actually was under prime, so he was there during that time. But they were he's a JSU guy, and so they felt like oh, this is our program coming back. And no matter what, that pride is still there. Hey. Y'all beat us. Y'all wasn't supposed to. We were a better team, and we're going to show it now. No matter who's not here, we, we're taking this one personally. Yeah, they um, showed it. I think that that echoes even into this week, as I think you were forecasting and shadowing, foreshadowing into, that they had that pride so much so for that game that they may have played a little bit beyond themselves because this week against another quality MEAC team, they got throttled. So I, I, before... So SWAC versus MIAC was, you know, two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that game against the Rattlers, um, what did you feel about the other side and Buddy Pugh's team? Because we talked about that a little bit. We did. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm not trying to look at it. Right, right, right. We did. And I'm going to stick with slow what I walk said. this thing, but I still got to, we still got to <laughs> get some certain points that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> that you wanted to talk. But no, I, I mentioned after the game that it's reflective of what, the talent level is at South Carolina State. There are some good athletes from the state of South Carolina that are there. We need a little bit more than simply some of the good athletes from the state of South Carolina. I think having a lot of those types of players coupled with some of the bigger names and more talented athletes, we we see it across college football pretty much everywhere now, especially with NILs being what it is. You can kind of position with how you need to and, and above table be able to do what some of these other schools were doing under the table to get the advantage. We're seeing that without talent, you're not going to be able to sustain the level of winning that some of these teams have been accustomed to. South so Carolina State, saying? basically at this point, Buddy Pugh's time has come and gone. I'm not shy to say that I thought that a couple of years ago should have been his season. I respect all that he has done. I respect the kind of coach that he is, but 
same way that there came a time that Coach K, the greatest college basketball coach of all time, needed to step aside. The same way that, in a lot of ways, I think Nick Saban is really near the end of his time. There will always come a time where the legends have to go, and I, I think that that's now. Now, as I'm going to take this and kind of parallel it to a conversation that I actually had in the booth at Benedict College, if Coach takes a, a Benedict squad that has had some success but not a lot to consecutive undefeated seasons, does that not make him a prime candidate for the South Carolina State University job? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. And and somewhat of a hot take, if you will. Um, but uh, just for those, while he's queuing that up, for those who are wondering, <laughs> first we're going to let that go. Yeah, we got to let this sound It's hot. Give it officially. Give the hot take officially. Oh, this whole yeah, give it officially. No, nah, I said that. I see him. Say, say my man's name because I, I forget his name. Coach's name. Oh, Benedict's coach, Chennis O'Berry. Coach Chennis O'Berry will be a prime candidate for the South Carolina State University job at the end of this season. The rumors have already kind of begun to own surface levels kind of swirl, but when he shows what he's capable of and the kind of culture, this is his third season. He's got a 17 and 17 and 9 record as the coach. Mm. Winning shows who you are and to know that he's not just a fly by night. He's been in the game. He it took him 24 years to get his first head coach position. Yeah. But he's now showed I've learned the fundamentals necessary to lead a team. I think having that kind of energy with an access to a South Carolina State's legacy and, and be able to recruit on a D1 prime level, mm-hmm. he's going to get there's going to be a lot of players who are going to see what his heritage is and, and pedigree. And I can see South Carolina State turning around into him and being one of the relevant, just like a JSU types to, to be contending for an HBCU national championship every year. Yeah. So while. While again, Jackson State got their get back um, on South Carolina. Um, the MEAC was like, hold up, we still out ya. Right. So uh, <laughs> I guess the the MEAC bros mm-hmm. out there in FAMU kind of took care of business against them. So in those twisted scenarios that we always do in sports, does that mean that FAMU would... <laughs> right, because I beat him and they beat them. I'm the biggest. But honestly, the FAMU is going to drag state this year. I understand getting up for a conference game. I understand mm-hmm. it being a team that you are prepared. But the athletes that they have, is, that's going to make the difference. I look, at the, I look at the team, and we've got some dogs out there on state. But overall, it's, it's just not the same level of talent, unfortunately, I think. And... um I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing it being different. Yeah, really but am. it was a lopsided win though uh, for FAMU, um, mm-hmm. like which forty something to something else, which further supports your point. Twenty eight ten. Okay, With, still right. Further supports your point about Jackson State and that win being so personal for them, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then we just didn't see a lot of that. Um, Fire spill over, right? We didn't see that spill over into the second week or whatnot. But uh, the talk of the town, Mm -hmm. let's get to it, man. Well, go ahead, real quick. One more thing Uh, I think that it's easy to assume that now, what but it that oh, just because Jackson State may have not had the electricity, Mm -hmm. and and I know it's to Mm -hmm. my point, but. That's one of the things about why we continue to play week to week to week to week, right? At the end of the thing, at the end of the season. Things always settle themselves out, and so right. it may be we may find at the end of the season that Fam is just really good. Jackson State may not w- lose another game. 
that's what, right, right. That like they make that adjustment. In other words, or they make exactly. that that they have that wake up. Like yo, no, we can't sleep on. We can't, you know what I mean. Take a week off mm-hmm. after a big win or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then it just be at like two powerhouses. Exactly. And so I, I'm, that's why I want to continue to watch this through the rest of the season. The one thing constant though is South Carolina State University <laughs> of the of the conversation. But for yeah. for Jackson and for Fam, I think there's a lot of football left to be played. As far as the SWAT goes, though. Mm-hmm. It definitely, for me, casual fans like myself, we live out here in South Carolina and North Carolina, mm-hmm. definitely opened our eyes to the Quality Jackson State program, of course. And, of course, that's, con- that, that's due to the prime effect. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> boy, you're good at what you do, son. Oh, but, now, um, yes, he, he absolutely helped to put Jackson State on the map for a lot of casual fans. The same way that he has drawn the attention to the Northwestern half of the country in Colorado taking on TCU yes that TCU that was in the national championship yes that same TCU that destroyed a Michigan team in the quarterfinals and they walked the dog on them it was a good game but it was offensively firepowered very much so very much so there was some defense but um and let's jump into it. So for, if for those of you who may have missed it, where you been? But secondly, Colorado took care of TCU um, by like a three, I want to say 48-45. Three-point victory. Um, there was very little defense played, it felt like. Um, TCU surprised me the most because they just could not do anything with Shador Sanders, who carved them to the tune of 510 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. The Colorado program as a whole last season had two games where receivers eclipsed the 100-yard mark. 45-42, my mistake. Excuse me. Okay. 45-42. Thank you, sir. But how many of how many receivers do you think this game alone Colorado had to go over 100 yards? Me? I already – well, three. No, actually. It was oh, okay. four. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they had two, all of, two games, two I players count. all of last season. <laughs> we'll get there, but I count three. Well, the other is a wide receiver slash slash slash, but Technically. he's he's a receiver because he received the ball uh, 119 yards. I meant I thought you meant only receivers. Nah, people who received the ball receivers. I thought you meant just solely receivers. So uh, okay, that's why that's I said what three. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, stick by that. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, <laughs> but you're talking about Travis. Um, the boy's at Travis Hunter. He's an athlete. He's a dog. He had an interception and over 100 yards. First player in Colorado history to do that. Shador is 100, and, uh, excuse me, 510 yards, most in school history. The most in his game, in his play, playing history. He even went as far as to say after the game when being interviewed, he was like, "Yo, this is the most career. This is what's a blessing. This is the most career yards I've ever had." And I was playing at the HBCU last year, like giving a nod to say, "Nah." I exactly. played them boys and couldn't exactly. do this. I exactly. came out here and like exactly I, that was fly. I that was it. fly. Now there was it. a question that I asked you Saturday that I we haven't done this in a while, but I want to uh, throw it out there to Carolina Sports Talk Nation. Perhaps maybe a maybe a graphic or, or so, but I kind of wanted to poll the the nation. We might be able to put it in Carolina Sports uh, Talk Back. Mm-hmm. In Carolina Sports Talk Talk Back. Do you feel uh, that the Travis? Hunter's uh, usage mm. right now will catch up with him and take uh, years off of his career. 
This is absolutely a great question, and I do want us to definitely um, make that mark. So if you would even mark that down on your phone or send it to me or something, and I'll make a graphic for that for the group. But Certainly. Um, we talked about it a little bit. I say no because, one, he's a youngin. He's got good young legs. Let him, let him run. Um, I think that as they progress through the season based on the way that the defense will step up or even hopefully the offense, now that they say they got receivers that can, you know, step up, They'll give him a little bit of a break on the offensive side. They'll get his numbers just in a possible, you know, Heisman bid. If it's looking like that momentum is carrying on, they may do that. But I don't think that it hurts him long term because he is such a young athlete. You saw him even after the game dancing and flipping and, you know, being a young guy. It's like, nah, those legs are not tired. That's not that's 119 snaps. And he's like, yo, I can go 119 more. So in his youth, I think that that's not a problem. I don't think it adds mileage on the back end because. We've seen athletes like LeBron James who invest in their bodies and are able to defy father, father time no matter what. And so I really believe that it, it's not a big deal for me. So if we were doing big deal, no thing. This would be no thing. Got you. Um, I also saw recently a video, it might have been IG or something like that, but of him hooping like, and dunking. <laughs> after like, the game? No, 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 not after the game. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? I was about to say it's young legs, nah, boy. That boy, that good. I wish I had the soundboard, but no. Um, so, <laughs> see, you see the privileges. But um, no, it was it was just uh, footage. He was in a Colorado shirt, and he was getting it. Um, yeah, he was dunking or whatnot. It was playing pickup basketball. And he was just, doing his thing, yo. So he, he was, played. He played in high school. And right. There's, there's right. actually a graphic going around saying to you know, don't let these little league coaches tell you that this football year round. Even the best player in the country played multiple sports in high school. But everybody ain't gonna be that kid. <laughs> it's yeah. like, nah, yeah. that ain't no thing. Do you, Do you feel like that was the biggest upset of the weekend? Um, TCU was ranked 17th, and then Colorado again had what one win last season. All yeah, last season? but they but that's a, it's not fair to judge them by normal standards because this ain't a normal team because Deion's not a normal coach. Prime um, effect. Exactly. I, I've literally started a piece that I'm going to act like actively work towards, kind of building on because the prime effect is real, and I feel like this has the potential to change the model if they don't change the rules to prevent him from doing it. This can change the model of college football. We already talked about it a little bit last week about how the NILs and the Wild Wild West with conference realignment. Um, since then, the Pac, we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it in person or on the show, but the Pac-12 is basically the two-pack at this time. Tupac, shout out to the Let's West see what Coast. what did there. Yeah. Ba-doom. Matter of fact. Still queued up. But no, so like. Football is, is, is wide open right now. Yeah. And so for, for him to have the opportunity to take advantage of the transfer portal is a big deal. If we want to go back to the state of South Carolina's battles that we didn't talk about, Clemson. It's just about to bring that up. They're a prime example of a team not taking advantage of the transfer portal because Dabo says, well, I like to leave and get my players. And so he doesn't even want to take advantage of it. And as such, it's a prime example. If you do not have the fastest players, the strong you Coaching can take you so far. Now, when all things are equal and both sides have that talent, that's when the coaching takes the edge. But if you don't have the players to complete to compete on the field, it doesn't matter how much how good a scheme you can think up or draw up, the execution's not ever going to be there. And so, I think that's what's hampering Clemson University at this point. Right. And and to 
to kind of put a, a, a spotlight on it again, we alluded to the only South Carolina team winning Ben was Benedict mm-hmm. College. Um, Duke University uh, defeated number nine ranked Clemson twenty eight to seven. So, would you think that that was the biggest upset of the weekend? Yeah, that's, that, that would definitely qualify. Now, I think according to the spread, though, it may be a little different because the uh, Colorado game, I'm sorry to say Jackson State, the Colorado game was a 20-and-a-half point spread, and I think the Duke game was something closer to 17-and-a-half, if I'm not mistaken. Got you. So uh, statistically, the, the, that one was a big upset. Yeah, the uh, Camping World kickoff game, was the only other, like, kind of another notable game that stood out because all of the top 25 took care of business. But number eight, Florida State, played number five, LSU, um, on Sunday. And Florida State won 45 to 24 um, over LSU. There's a quote. um, I forget who said it, but it says, first you lose big, then you lose close, then you win close, then you win big. If you look at the last four times that Florida State has played LSU, that's exactly what's happened. They lost huge, then they lost really close, then they, then they won a little closer, and then this came, they, they worked them out. It's, when you play a team a certain amount of times, you begin to understand who, what their strengths are. And again, if all things are equaled, that's when true coaching can step in, and I think that's what's happening right now with Florida State. So shout out yeah. to the Noles, kind of swinging things back in the right direction. Another question that I asked you Saturday evening, uh, early, early, very, very, very premature and early three, top three Heisman candidates. Mm. <sighs> Caleb Williams, because that's who's going to win it, out of USC, Southern Cal. Um, Shador Sanders, if I had a vote, would get one of my votes. And then Travis Hunter. If, if I'm being transparent with all of the college football that I watched this weekend, that would be my, that. Would, those three would be my top three. Who are your three be? It's actually <laughs> pretty much yeah, pretty similar. Um, I hmm, yeah, I, um, there's a lot of talent out there and stuff like that though. Uh, but yeah, that, as far as performances, what Shador did again, what Travis did on both sides of the football, mm-hmm. making an impact. If he sustains that all through the season, though, like I know what I said about the young legs, but if if they do try to win him a Heisman and he does that, gets a couple of touchdowns, he's going to win a Heisman. Because Caleb is, I think, going to have some falters, maybe possibly, but because he's a quarterback, I also see more opportunities. But if that does come through, yeah, nah, they, he deserves that. Yeah. Well, I mean, these guys' ultimate goal, a lot of them and stuff like that, is dominating at the next level. So, uh I guess, you know, Thursday's upon us. It's approaching very soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My friend, what am I talking about, Big Cliff? Boom, boom. Uh, See, I almost did the, the, uh, <laughs> the draft sound, but I'm a... Football! Uh, see, all right. This Thursday, coming up, NFL kickoff with the Kansas City Chiefs opening the season. Who are the Kansas City Chiefs playing, DJ High Star? Detroit Lions. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a listen. Really, the thing is, this schedule makers they made some great great battles. I'm glad to see that the season's opening up with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, kind of let you know the tone that they want to set. Um, looking through. 
the games on the weekend, if we had to like kind of talk about some games we're looking forward to, I'd say the Steelers 49ers, of course, the Patriots game when they're playing the Eagles. Shout out to Patriot Patty. Shout out to Mixmaster T. Um, the Cowboys Giants game, and also do the. It's a lot of good football everywhere. I was gonna say, do the Jets not play? Who's the Bills. Oh, the Bills. They're yeah, that, Monday that's Night the game. Football. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's. I think the two, aside from, of course, us taking a road trip up to Atlanta, um, the games I'm looking forward to most, similar to the last season, if I'm thinking about it right, the first one and the last one. Um, the Lions-Chiefs is going to be a better game than a lot of people think. And that defense is looking forward to proving themselves. Hutchinson is a dog. And I think he would love nothing more than to have Patrick Mahomes' head on a Thursday night to open a season against the defending champs. And so it's it's definitely a litmus test for both teams. We know who the Chiefs are going to be. Um, the Lions, I think, have a little bit more to prove. It wouldn't shock me to see them come out and, like, win. I don't think they're going to, but um, it wouldn't shock me if they did. It really wouldn't. Yeah. But then we talk about the second one, and that's going to be the my second game, of course, the last game of the season. Last game of the season. <laughs> of the week. Listen, the I'm trying to week. listen. So welcome to January, <laughs> folks. Nah, yeah, the last game is going to be um, pretty good. I think having not having Von Miller is going to hurt the Bills a little bit because we know he's opened up the season on the, uh, physically unable to perform. This meaning he won't be back until week four. But, um, I mean, you get to see what Aaron Rodgers is going to do in a Jets uniform. Um, I think – I may have mentioned before, they're one of my very unsexy, sexy picks to make it to the AFC Championship, but um, I sneak yeah. high. I want to see Aaron Rodgers get back to a Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting, um, yeah, with the whole Spectrum thing that recently mm. happened with Disney. Uh, but Monday night, that's a great game that start off Monday night football with. Like, you could just tell by these games, like, people are looking to sell chicken wings, nachos. <laughs> dip, beer on dick. Salsa, definitely beer. Like, it's going down on Sunday. For real, for real. Jaguars, but Colts. If you think back to last season, though, the, the game, the season opened with a bang like this last year as well. They're, they've got it figured out. Like you said, the schedule makers. They know, hey, let's get some of these conference matchups, divisional matchups going Make early. Matter. Exactly. Have the games, have you actually playing for some? Because if, no shitting, but if Detroit and, uh, I don't know, Houston were playing the first week, it's like, oh, okay, Texans and, and the Lions. Okay, right. cool. Like, But this, having so many divisional games, the Cowboys, Giants, uh, Packers, Bears, Chargers, no, that's not divisional, but like, a lot of good games, the Jaguars and the Colts, us and the Falcons. There's a lot of good divisional matchups that are opening up, mattering with football that matters, and they'll close the season with the same. So shout out to the yeah. NFL, man. They, they're doing their thing. They will absolutely have my attention as I am locked into the ESPN app. Shout and out to ESPN so, and Plus. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, listen, the, the one thing that came across that app earlier today was about um, Chiefs tight end. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and this is one of the things that you brought up with uh, about fantasy and, and the, you know, one and two drafts so close to the season starting because of these type of things. But uh, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee um, mm -hmm. ahead of their opener. Um, the the headline news is that they believe that his ACL is intact. 
Um, but yeah, it, I've suffered a hyperextended knee and it ain't fun. It, At all. You feel like you was that, oh yeah, that was the same situation type of situation. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, like I've, I've, I've suffered it on the basketball court and thought that my life was about to be over. So now, nah, nah, nah. so how about this? The hyperextension. I've actually had one of those in the same lead, in the same knee that dislocated at the incident at the gas mm -hmm. station. So the hyperextension mm -hmm. came, um, that might've been 2000, like 12, 11, 10 around that area or whatever. But somebody came bumbling, stumbling, tripped up and hit into it and, and it sprained an mm -hmm. MCL. Mm -hmm. Um, and <laughs> listen, prayers, prayers, listen, listen, prayer for my dog. But, but as an yeah. NFL athlete, their body's a little different and not to mention the medicine science and mm -hmm. the pharmaceutical assistances. He'll be fine to play Monday night on Thursday. Night, I believe that. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm taking a shot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it happens. Right. That's Tyrod Taylor. Trauma doll or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the other, well, really, that that was the big injury that I wanted to bring up, but also just the fact that I've drafted uh, three fantasy teams. We don't have to stay long on it, but. Okay, shout out know. to fantasy players yeah. this year. <laughs> did y'all hear what he did just now? <laughs> did y'all hear what he did? Carolina Sports Talk Nation. Can you say what you just said again? No, I was just giving a no. shout out to all of you all who are playing fantasy right, football right, this year. Right, right, right. So he said, shout out to you all. You know, where's the uh, birds chirping? <laughs> so yeah, I put you to work today. Yeah, very much so. But um, yeah, if y'all noticed, he said um, crickets, <laughs> crickets. Yeah, birds <laughs> chirping, crickets, same thing. So, um, what's the inside joke, man? Go ahead and let the audience know. I am not playing fantasy football this Russell season. West. I hope Russell Westbrook is on what? that same soundboard. <laughs> what? Uh, what are you talking about, man? Hot sweat. Big Cliff of Carolina Sports Talk. Yes. All right. Leagues that have stood for nine plus years cease to be this year, as I no longer have the availability to be a fantasy football commissioner. It's the most shocking news that I heard since dun, MJ, dun, dun. since MJ went and played baseball. <laughs> I so. hear you. Nah, bro. I just I'm just busy, bro. You know. You WRHI. Shout out. Uh, well, it's smarter, you know, so you won't lose any money either being, you know, occupied. Because even like with sometimes with I the best intent. Lose. No, listen to what I'm saying, though. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. Seriously, though. With, okay. with the best intent um, going into the season, the season can get away from you where, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just that one week or two weeks where it was like, oh, I meant to fill that spot or oh, I didn't mean to start him. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? It'll it it changes the momentum of the whole season or whatnot. Not with me. Exactly because you're not playing. Put it like that. Because you're not playing. <laughs> no, no. Because I knew that, because I knew that that potential existed, and I'm not gonna do fantasy like that. I can't do. I can't. You know, I hate losing more than I like to win. So it's not about just the winning. Knowing that I wasn't setting my stuff in my team, something that was associated with me was still out there losing. It would it would tear me up. So I can't even let myself get stuck into that position so yeah got it i'm gucci got it well you ain't got the answers man. you ain't got the answers you want to go to you ain't got the answers <laughs> now this is a great seg there's a great segue to uh this new segment i wanted to start off with uh dj high star you were right segments you ain't got the answers man <laughs> okay you were right dj high star audio for it 
from the other week, but with Noah Lyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go there, bro. You want the audio? It's a sports conversation. No, oh, okay. no, no. Not his. No, I'm sorry. I'm talking about my audio. I was alluding to mine. I wish that I could just pluck it out of and again. <laughs> just have it. Yeah, is that pretty much what I said basketball wise or whatever he was alluding to was that he had some validity to his statement. It was the wrong person saying it. Wrong time. They wrong said, way. They said under his comments, somebody put R.I.P. Pop Smoke. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But I like America. You know, sometimes. sometimes? <laughs> Champions of what? The United, the United States? States? <laughs> what am I talking about, though? In totality, the USA lost to Lithuania. Um, I believe they're out of contention in that uh, world tournament. Sponsored by FIBA, I want to say. But uh, they took an L, and it was randomly on Sunday morning over here. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, prime time over there. But here's why I say that his statement still didn't have any valid, like... <laughs> Validity. I almost tried to mess that up. Here's why. When you are the best team in the National Basketball Association, your team is not reflective of your country. Your team has played the best in the world. And that's why your team is considered a world champion. To say wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Say that. Run, run it back one more time. I mean, I promise I'm not slow, but say that one more time, bro. In the National Basketball Association. Right. When your team has won the championship and are proclaimed world champions, your team has played has played collectively the best of the world. It's not divided by country, and that's why the United States couldn't be exclusively selected or determined or, or anything as the best in the world. It's that team because they've played the best players from all countries in the world. That's why I'm cool with them being world champs. In this instance... Nobody said that the United States, although we have some of the best players, there's the international players on every team. And our league that is housed here in the United States plays the best in the world. The same way that we discussed and talked about FIFA. I mean, not FIFA, but um, FIFA. Now, um, the Premier Cup being the best in soccer. Those are the best players in the world. The United States doesn't have the best players in soccer. That's why the most elite of our country can go and represent over there and play in, the, in that. But the best players in the world are going to be there. That's why you can consider yourself a world champion in basketball. And that's why his comments have no weight. All that stuff, cool. You got it, bro. <laughs> Not even worth it for me. But look, they won 110 to 104 over the U.S. But I've got a hot take, though. Go ahead, cue it up. I got a hot take. <laughs> it's hot. The National Basketball Association, mm-hmm. within the next five to ten years, will look at rebranding themselves as the association. It's hot. Your point made me think about it, and of course, you're absolutely right. And then the, the the direction that the league has been going, anyways, it's just it's just gonna take one conversation or two for somebody to say something because, or even the basketball association, perhaps, perhaps, you know, or it, but yeah, yeah, that's my take. 
Uh, they're looking for global dominance and you know what I mean? It started out with Yao Ming. Exactly. <laughs> Yao stuck his big foot in the door and opened it for everybody. Oh, and, and shout out to Vladi Divak and everybody else smoking cigarettes on the way to the forum or whatever like that. Just just because they what, they had Tony Kuko, some of these guys were there and we just, you know what I mean? But they didn't Petrovic. have the star power. Oh, no, absolutely. They, were, they were good players. And they were the best at what they did. But it takes a level of marketability like a LeBron. There will never absolutely. be another LeBron in basketball. To make that impact, absolutely. But what I'm alluding to, and shout out to the 50 years of hip hop, uh, but that's like if I'm, you know, if I'm just giving credit to some of the global forefathers, like definitely mm, didn't they make paved a, the way. Gotcha. They, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they smoke cigarettes so that these dudes <laughs> could run. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, 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 but yeah. So I got you. I got you on the no loss thing because I, I, I like texted or called you like first thing after the U.S. Mm-hmm. the USA lost, and uh, the team is under man. If we're talking sports, like undersized pause, like um, yes, you know. Um, and then also I saw an interesting take from Gilbert Arenas that uh, a lot of shoe politics are involved, and because mm-hmm. they got Ant Man coming off of the bench, and he's Gilbert Arenas saying clearly the best player on the team. Um, in Anthony Edwards and you have him coming off of the bench um, and he's um, a, a client of Adidas and uh, mm. it's a big Nike thing or whatnot. So I, I've seen that angle as well but yeah they the, the team themselves were undersized um, com, com, comparable to you know, or in comparison rather to uh, the rest of the field. And, and, and that just goes back to echo that point that if you don't have the players it doesn't matter how good your coaching is, you're not going to succeed. I mean, and, and I understand that coaching-wise, there are great coaches all over the world, but the best are in the NBA. And NBA coaches can't do nothing with their squad because they're not built to, to compete. And so talent yeah. matters. But you talked about a second ago, uh, yeah, they, they smoke cigars so these guys could run, smoke cigarettes so they could run. Talking about smoking cigarettes in a locker room, man, uh, Showtime. The Lakers show, man. It's back on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. You know, it's it's like when you dribble the ball between your legs, but it still hits your calf. A little bit. <laughs> but you caught it still. You caught it. You caught it. Noise. You caught it. So, yeah. Winning time. Um, I tried to promise. I tried to hold out as far <laughs> as any spoilers like that. Me and Big Cliff had a conversation prior to the show. And he, he gave me he gave me his blessing, man, y'all. So I'm not going to spoil things too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, if you would like. Spoiler alerts coming soon on Winning Time. If you've not yet watched, warning. Just fast forward like 30 seconds or so a minute if you would not like to hear. But nevertheless, um, where it left off at um, last week, Magic had just signed a $25 million, 25-year uh, contract. And everybody was getting wind of it. They they showed where everyone found out because they were playing Boston in a preseason game. And Red Auerbach knew about it. And he told the press before the game. And mm. so the press swamped Jerry Buss and Magic before the game, like right on the court type stuff. And then the team is hearing that stuff or whatever, or the coaches and stuff is hearing how much 25 million, 25 years. Yeah, is that true? Is that what? So that that happened. It caused some division in the locker room. And um, and the thing I like about this season is a lot 
of basketball politics, but a lot on the a lot on the a lot on the court. I, I would say, or like basketball related. In other words, you gotcha. know what I mean? It's, yeah, actual less. Court. Yeah, it's less building up people's backstories and families, but it's talking basketball related stuff. So um, it caused kind of a division with the team, friction with the team, and um, and simultaneously, uh, the coach Paul Westhead and Magic are clashing. Uh, just essentially because his style of play and he wants these guys to get to a certain spot, certain spot. As soon as you get the ball, throw the ball up, shoot. And it was a quantity or volume style or concept versus showtime. Right. They used to. So um, Magic had had enough. And in the press, he made this after he signs the $25 million statement. But he says, you know, I want to trade or whatever. I want to be traded in the press. That's how the last week ended. <laughs> so, like, you know, you had to edge of your seat and stuff. This week starts off um, pretty much Magic Johnson getting on the bus and everybody kind of, like, awkward and, and silent. And he gets on there and he's just like, what? I said what I said, you know? And then it just goes to the theme music. Doom, doom, <laughs> doom, doom, doom. So, um, but for the most part, long story less long, Paul Westhead gets fired. Um, <laughs> it's just great, great cinema. But anyways, Adrian Brody doing his thing is Pat Riley. Um, what happens is they have some confusion. Uh, Jerry Buss really wants Jerry West to coach. Jerry West is spewing profanity and like, <laughs> nah. and then um, they come up with the idea that uh, they're kind of gonna co-coach. Mm. Like some never before like and, and the thing is the whole time Pat Riley felt like he was about to be fired, right? He just thought that he was next on the chopping block with everything. And they were when it came time for his meeting with Jerry Buss, they pretty much led him instead of to the office. He like, yo, the office is upstairs, they leading him to the press room. Mm. And straight into the press conference, Jerry Buss announces Jerry West as coach and um, you know, Pat Riley as another coach, and then Jerry West gets on the mic and he's like, Well, no, you know, and fumbles it and and puts Pat Riley on the spot, you know, just to accept the coach thing. And it's 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 this is really happened or whatever like that. Right. So, you know, you just gotta find the right YouTube clip, I guess, or whatever like that. But it was just a lot of confusion and stuff and cacophony. So mm. that's what went down with winning time. Um outside of that though because we were talking about TV last week, I wanted to bring up a couple of shows and wanted to know what the audience is watching as far as sports related, um, sports related shows and content. So the other show that I saw, I believe is on Netflix, but BS High. Have you heard about this? No. Nah, huh? What's that one about? It's the story of Bishop Sycamore. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty much documented, and it has the actual head coach on there, and he is a character. But um, essentially, they started up a, a false school, and to have this athletic program or this football team, strictly a football team mm -hmm. of uh, young guys that have, you know, whether either high school dropouts, um, they were older though like either high school graduates and stuff like that, that were mm -hmm. looking for uh, a place to still play football, you know, they were 19, 20, 21, whatever. And considered, you know, wanted to be looked at as a prep school. Um, 
And yeah, it's just and finessed themselves yeah, right. onto uh, ESPN too. Right. So the, the pinnacle kind of and the thing that got the spotlight on them was their game on ESPN against um, IMG. Yes, IMG Academy, the most so. elite athletes, <laughs> so <they laughs> the were, baby LeBrons of right. football. And they were getting handled. They got handled, of course, and just put a spotlight on them. But um, this guy was so fraudulent. So leading up to that, I mean, there's a paper trail of his of his debauchery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he was wilding. Um, that's the that's the most I could say is is ethically uh, travesty what he did. You know, to them children and stuff like that. Messed up a lot of kids' credit as well in the midst of it because he had them all taking out. PPP loans essentially to pay for a phantom tuition or or mm. um, phantom you know fees for the school that they were attending. Um, it's a great watch on Netflix, so watch it if you can. It, I'm gonna have to wild, add that man. to the list. Yeah, and I I don't know. The last thing I had on my list was Hard Knocks, so I don't know if you've seen any other Hard Knocks, but yeah, it's pretty good this season. I mean. Um, I've just seen it up to last week where Aaron Rodgers got into it back and forth with one of the Giants players. You know, um, this guy kind of pushed him a little late, and Aaron Rodgers is like, show, show some respect. You know, he's mic'd up. And the guy, you know, whatever they back and forth is, it ended with Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, I don't even know you. <laughs> I don't know who you are, bro. But he must have said, man, you show me some respect. <laughs> It's crazy though. When I it, heard the the, I was like, I, "That's that's some fire trash talk." But see, here's the thing. For me, I I, I like that. I'm I'm right. into that. Right. right. Is, but I'm the guy who had on the back of a shirt. Ask me what my name is. You or no? It said you knew my name before I knew yours or something along those lines. It's so I, I kind of yeah. It was arrogant. Yeah, very much so. A little bit, a little bit, but nonetheless, man, he can back it up. He's one of the greatest of all time. But I need him to get another Super Bowl. Um, and I'd like to see Thanks. it. I've, I'm, I'm, I've acknowledged. I, I understand this new generation a little bit better. They have all of them have their favorite basketball players and follow them around the different teams. I'm forever going to be a fan of the Carolina Panthers, but I am also a fan of Sauce Gardner. And so, for that young man to be able to get a Super Bowl would be dope. So, let's see what the what the Jets will do this year. Well, my dog, anything you want to holler to people before we get about it here, man? Uh, man, listen, I'll be blessed. Uh, Already homecoming season or football season, so I see you at a homecoming near you, you know. And uh, yeah, no, that's about it, man. Yeah, that's it, man. Support your local football teams. If you got anything you want to have heard on the air, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net, or should be at heart. It's the remix. Or to be a part of the show, you can also hit us up online, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at. Carolina Sports Talk and of course the Facebook group Carolina Talk Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back You heard? Sheesh! Let's get out of here man We appreciate it Holla Wait.